Now, Spike and Otis, the Bay Bridge Spokesbirds. Otis, I want more and less. Spike, you can't have things both ways. Who says? Me. I just said it. No, I mean more beach and less traffic. Well, just go early and stay late. Avoid Bay Bridge delays when you go early and stay late. Get 24-7 traffic updates at 1-877-BASE-BAN at the MBTA on Twitter or BayBridge.com. Go early. Hmm. Stay late. You are now tuned in to the Fresh Air Channel, and you're listening to I Pray This Helps. Hey guys, it's Keith Roberson, and you are tuned in to another episode of I Pray This Helps. I've been going for a minute, but I'm back with the jump off. Ain't no goons in the club in case some jump. Well, there are goons in the. Let me stop while I'm while I'm behind. I'm gonna stop right there. Um, man, uh, it's been a minute since I've done an episode, and we are not on hiatus. Um, I don't plan on being on hiatus. Um, I pray this helps. Is a podcast where I put forth information and I just pray that it helps. It's probably not going to be on too much of a time schedule, but I also don't want to impede on other people's podcasts. Uh, We put out podcasts on from Tuesday through Thursday and don't want to step on anybody's toes and don't want to get overlooked because, you know, we putting it out on certain days. So, um, but if I don't have anything, I don't have anything, and I'm not going to force anything either. Um, I try to, I really try to take my time with this podcast. I really try to take my time in being accurate in the information that I'm giving. Can't wing it. Cannot wing this stuff. It is important, and I know a lot of you guys listen to this wanting to get information, wanting to have knowledge, wanting to have breakthroughs in certain aspects of your lives and in all aspects of your lives. And I take that very seriously. I take it very seriously and I'm not going to play around with it. Um, it has definitely been plaguing me because we are in a series. We are in a series involving depression and involving spiritual depression and that is important. And you guys have been tuning in and giving a lot of great feedback. The last one that we did was involving spiritual depression when it came to the ministry, when it came to, when it came to, uh, um, just being depressed and doing things for God and whether it may be going to church and serving in the church and just wanting to be a viable, um, source in the church and things of that nature. Um, and how the enemy tries to combat that and tries to make us be downtrodden and, and becoming active for the kingdom. And we won't let that happen in any sense of the matter. This is what I pray this helps is all about. So with that said, back with another episode. And I hope you're as excited. You are as excited about it as I am because, um, we're still in the series about depression and in spiritual depression. In this episode, I, I think this um, would coincide with both. 
this this goes with depression, you know, like natural depression, natural mental depression, as well as um, spiritual depression. Um, last night, last night, so I was just getting ready to run. Uh, I was just getting ready to run a a a, 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 a rerun from the previous podcast, you know, just cause I wanted to put out content and I thought it was great content to put out. Um, I'll, I'll table that and I'll do that at a later time, but, uh, I have a timely message. I have a timely message today dealing with depression. Um, I spoke to a friend yesterday, a friend that I haven't spoken to in a, in a while, at least on this level. And, you know, they, they were very ashamed to talk about, um, depression but they you know they knew enough to reach out and say look can you pray for me i know that you're a praying man can you pray for me um i have a rule i have a rule about praying for certain people i have a rule about praying for believers that rule is this i am not going to pray for you if you are not going to pray for yourself that might be a harsh rule but it is it is a rule that I have for people who know the Lord, people who have the spirit inside of them, people who are able to talk to, to the Lord on their own behalf. I have a rule against praying for people when they are able to pray for themselves. So my rule is this. I will pray for you if you pray with me. It is very important for two believers to pray with one another and to pray for one another. It is very important and it's very powerful. So I don't think that I'm wrong in that. Um, it's it just, I just, you know, it's, it's to spur the believer on and it's to spur up the, the spirit that is with inside the person already, you know, like put in action. Like if you, obviously, if you're asking me to pray, you believe that prayer works. So pray with me, pray for yourself. Because nobody can pray for you like you. I'm not going to say people can't pray better than you. Um, And when I say people, I mean one person. The only person that can pray better, better for you than than other people is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Those are the only people that can pray better for you. Because Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the Father and the Holy Spirit is hearing your prayers and he's perfecting your prayers and he's taking them to the Lord. So, you know, but you can pray for you like nobody else can, like nobody humanly can. All right. So let that be understood. So, again, as I was saying, a friend wrote, well, they text me rather. And he said, look, can you pray for me? I'm dealing with depression. And, you know, they were ashamed to do it. And we know that shame is not of God. That's number one. Shame is not of God. Um, When Jesus died, he put to death shame. Okay. He put to death shame. And so I said, look, shame is not of God. I would definitely pray for you. Pray with me, please pray with me. They said, oh, for sure. I've been praying constantly. I thought that was amazing. Pray without ceasing. They want to be delivered. So delivered. What is delivered? Um, delivered means to be set free from bondage, from things that are not of God. So let's be clear. Depression is not of God. I'll say it again. Depression is not of God. 
So I've already been in prayer for another person and asking the Lord for a strategy to pray for this person. So I'm big on prayer strategies. And today that's what this podcast is about is strategizing in prayer well, strategizing to pray or how to pray against depression. And so I was already in prayer for somebody else and strategizing how to pray for them. And, and so I told them this um, because, you know, they were they were talking to me about, look, look, I've been praying and I don't know what's going on. Um, it doesn't seem to work, doesn't seem to help. It seems that it's gotten worse, actually. And so um, that let me know, look, this person needs a strategy. This person needs something that they know works, um, something that they can do and that they can repeat on a daily basis. Um, so God loves plans. God loves when we plan things. God loves when we talk to him. God loves when we set aside time to talk to him. So, um, and he loves for us to write the vision and make it plain. So I told them, I said, look, as I'm praying for you, I'll be strategizing in prayer. I love prayer strategies. It keeps you focused, actually. It, um, that's one of the benefits of a prayer strategy. It keeps you focused. And so we're not just simply praying. We are waging war. And so in war, well, the, the war has already been waged on you. If you're experiencing depression, if you're experiencing oppression in any form, um, if you're experiencing oppression in any form, war is being waged upon you. So you can either take a defeatist attitude and just take whatever's coming to you, or you can combat it. And I'm not one to just sit down and lie and wait until stuff happens and watch stuff happen to me. And God is not that type of God. God is not a very passive God. God is not passive at all. God is very violent when he needs to be. God is very assertive when he needs to be. And he calls for us to be those things as well. Um, the Bible says that the violent take it by force. And so that's what we're going to do today. So you don't have to just wallow in depression and you don't have to wait until God comes to your rescue. Um, chances are he's not because he already came to your rescue over 2000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross. Everything that you need to fight this, God has already given to you. I'll say that again. Everything that you need to combat this, God has already given to you. That is, if you are a believer, if you are a believer, God has already given it to you. So last night I created this outline for them. Um, and I, I love to work on time frames and on time schedules. I'm like, they need it now. So it kind of pushes me to do it right then and there. So they needed it now. And so I got it to them at two o'clock in the morning. And it's a very powerful outline. Now I say outline and not guideline. Say outline because it's prone to change um, depending on who you are, depending on where God leads you, how God is leading you to pray. But remember to be led by the Holy Spirit. So here's just my outline. Here's 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 just a suggestion. You fill in the blanks where you feel that it needs to be filled in um, because this um, this outline is was specific to this person. I believe I asked the Lord to give me an outline for them. 
So you take it however you need to take it. You handle it however you need to handle it. Okay. But um, this is good information to have. And this is a good template. This is a good starting space. And so without further ado, I will begin to read you all the outline that I wrote to my friend. We'll start, however, by reading Isaiah 61, verse 1 through 11. That's the whole chapter. Um, Isaiah 61 is just talking about God has equipped you to be able to speak to these things. God has been, God has equipped you to be able to um, help the afflicted person, to help people that want this stuff, you know? And Isaiah 61 has become a, a staple in my life in regards to deliverance ministry. Um, I've used Isaiah 61 and, and prayed and prayed upon Isaiah 61 prior to casting out demons out of people. Yeah, I know that's kind of scary, right? Um, but prior to doing so, in order to not build up my confidence, but to build up my confidence in Christ, I've read Isaiah 61. So if you ever feel like you can't do it or you feel like you're not equipped to do it, read Isaiah 61 before you begin. God has a point, not only equipped, but he has appointed you to do things such as this. Remembering that depression is a spirit. All right. So Isaiah 61 reads as this, and I'm reading from my Bible. So you might hear a page turn. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted, to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. To grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. The planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. How many of you know that deliverance ultimately is about God getting the glory out of our lives? We want God to get the glory out of our lives, um, but we keep falling into the same traps. We keep getting um, tripped up by the same things. Deliverance is important for God to get the glory out of our lives. The Bible says that deliverance is the children's bread. Remember that when you feel like you can't be delivered by some things. No, deliverance is owed to you. God God has caused you to be able to inherit. You have already inherited deliverance. It is yours. Now, granted, there are some things that um, that God might cause you to live with for the rest of your days. But there's still deliverance in that even. There's still deliverance in that. But this stuff can be eradicated, okay? God has not caused you, and God has not called you to live with depression for the rest of your days. I just don't believe that, personally speaking. 
as a person having dealt with depression on multiple levels, God has not called you to live under depression. Believe that. That is not one of the things that God has called you to do. Don't believe that lie. I'll continue to read at verse four. Just felt compelled to tell you that this is a very free flowing podcast from here, from henceforth. Okay. Um, I may stop to expound and, but we just going to go. All right. If you with me, stay with me. All right. I'm going somewhere. Trust. Verse four. Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations and they will repair the ruined cities. The desolations of many generations. I'm going to read verse four again, because this is like literal curse breaking. All right. And I, I don't mean to do a deep dive on Isaiah 61. I really don't plan on it. So I'm going to stay focused. Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations and they will repair the ruined cities. The desolations of many generations. Strangers will stand and pasture your flocks. And foreigners will be your farmers and your vine dressers. I'm praying this over you right now. Person listening to this. Person dealing with depression. Person dealing with anxiety. Person dealing with fear. I'm praying this over you right now in the name of Jesus. I'll read verse five again, starting from verse five. Strangers will stand and pasture your flocks and foreigners will be your farmers and your vine dressers. But you will be called the priests of the Lord and you will be spoken of as ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of nations and in their riches, you will boast instead of your shame. You will have a double portion instead of your shame. You will have a double portion instead of your shame. You will have a double portion. And instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. Therefore, they will possess a double portion in their land. Therefore, they will possess a double portion in their land. Everlasting joy will be theirs. Everlasting joy will be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery in the burnt offering, and I will faithfully give them their recompense and make an everlasting covenant with them. Then their offspring will be known among the nations and their descendants in the midst of the peoples. All who see them will recognize them because they are the offspring whom the Lord has blessed. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will exult in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its sprouts, and as a garden causes the things sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. 
wherever you see nations, wherever you see nations, just place depression. For example, right where we just read, for as the earth brings forth its sprouts and as the garden causes the things sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all depression. I'm reading um, verse six, for instance, but you will be called the priest of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of depression and their riches. You will boast and in their riches, you will boast. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, when I say you will eat the wealth of depression, depression is a thief. Depression is a thief. Depression steals good things. You will eat from what it has stolen from you. Joel chapter 2 verse 27. I'll go there. Joel chapter 2 verse 25 through 27 says this. And they and then I will make up to you for the years that the swarming locusts, locusts also represent evil spirits, all right? Then I will make up to you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the creeping locust, the stripping locust, and the gnawing locust, my great army which I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. Again, and you will have plenty to eat and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. Then my people will never be put to shame. Thus, you will know. This is verse 27. Thus, you will know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and there is no other and my people will never be put to shame. In the midst of Israel, what does that mean? Israel, chosen people of God, right? Um, this is Old Testament. Now we are also a part of that. We are also part of the chosen people of God, all right? We um, inherit that which we weren't even allowed to inherit, right? But now we are able to do so. So thus, what does this mean? Thus you will know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am in the midst of my people. All right. He is in the midst of, of us. He is in the midst of you. He is with you. You will not be put to shame. You will. Um, the Lord will restore the years. The Lord will restore the time. What has been taken from you. All right. Amen. Thus, I will know that I thus you will know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God. And there is no other. And my people will never be put to shame. All right. So, amen. That is our prayer for today. And with that, 22 minutes in, I'll read this outline and we'll be done and we'll get out of here. Take notes if you need to. All right. All right. So I started off by saying this. This outline is just that. An outline. It may change depending on how the Spirit leads you to pray. 
However, it is a good place to start and it will help you combat depression as you have already been praying constantly. You now have a partner in prayer against this, me. The Bible says that one can send 1,000 demons of flight and two can send 10,000. Deuteronomy 32, verse 30. I'll be praying for you and casting this stuff down on your behalf, just as you are doing the same. The prayers of the righteous avail much. Remember that you are righteous, not because of your works, but because of your faith in him. We are the righteousness of God. As I said, this will change at some point. As the Lord directs us to pray, he will begin to show us things to pray for and against and direct us how we should go. Trust it. And moreover, trust him. Number one, start by giving the Lord thanks. Thank him for everything you can think of. From the most important thing to the most minute thing, there's nothing too small. Start with thanking him. Number two, praise the Lord. This goes hand in hand with number one. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Psalm 100 verse four. Giving thanks and praising God are two different things. Thanking God is appreciating him for what he's done. Praising God is appreciating and acknowledging who he is. Also doing these things will develop a heart of thanksgiving and praise and acknowledgement of who God is and will already begin the process of driving out depression. Spend time doing one and two. There is no set time, but I suggest you try to go for 10 minutes at least just listing what God has done for you and who he's been to you in your life. Also, it's not praise unless spoken out loud. So you have to get over the fear of not praying out loud. Pray this out loud. It's just you and God in this moment. Number three, pray for your heart. Part one. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 13 says, A joyful heart makes a cheerful countenance, but sorrow of the heart crushes the spirit. So a lot of so times, a lot of we, times can we can things. think things, but we must be careful that it doesn't seep into our hearts. I know depression very well, and it's more than just a thought. It's negative things that you have believed to be true concerning your past, present, and or future situations. And that's where, and we, that's need where be, we need to begin, begin first. first. Pray about the state of your heart. Ask the Lord to change your heart. Ask the Lord to create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Psalm 51 verse 10. Ask the Lord for forgiveness for not trusting him in areas of your life. Ask him for forgiveness forgiveness from your sins. You already have forgiveness in Christ. He won't not forgive you. Don't believe that lie when it crosses your mind when you pray. He will forgive you. He already has. Ask the Lord to take out the lies that you have believed in your heart concerning your life. When I say ask, I mean ask knowing that the Lord will do it. He will do it if you ask. He wants to do it. He's just waiting for you to ask. Asking the Lord to remove bitterness and unforgiveness from your heart. We will come back to the heart at the end. 
Number four, pray for your mind. Obviously, this is a scripture that always works for me. It is a very powerful scripture. Pray this as you begin to pray for your mind. You might even feel a difference right after you say this a couple of times. It says, we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse five. I'll be honest with you. You might experience a little tingle in your head and spine after praying that. You might even get a slight headache. I hope not. But I'm letting you know in case you do. Keep praying it and don't become discouraged by it. They hate this scripture. But you hate them. So now you guys are even. After this, pray that the Lord will renew your mind and set your thoughts on things that are pleasing to him. You might even want to pray this. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute. If there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Philippians chapter four, verse eight. You can say it in prayer form like this. Father, please fix my mind on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure. What is lovely, what is of good report, and so on and so forth. Finally, ask the Lord to guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. More on the importance of that later. Number five. Number five. Bind depression. Bind and depression his partnering and his partnering spirits in the name, in the name of, Jesus. of Jesus. As a believer, you have the power to bind and loose. God has given you full authority over everything that has been placed under his feet, depression included. Matthew 18, 18 says this, Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. It also says, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. This is found in Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Serpents and scorpions represent evil spirits in this passage. I tell you these things so you don't believe that you don't have the authority to tell these things to be bound. You will more than likely have a doubtful thought that will tell you that you can't do this and that it won't work. So start with doubt. It should go a little something like this. I come against doubt in the name of Jesus. It is written that the Lord God Almighty has given me authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt me. I break fellowship with every lie that I have believed given from doubt in the name of Jesus. It's very important to say, in the name of Jesus. Outside of Jesus, they don't respect you, they meaning the spirits. You have the authority, but saying Jesus is like flashing your badge. Your authority in Christ is enforced by the blood of Jesus Christ. I hope this makes sense. It makes sense to them. Pray for the Lord to give you strength and courage and to give you the words to say as you do the same with fear, anxiety, pride, and finally, depression. In that order. Do it in that order. At the end of praying against each one, pray this. I renounce every bit of doubt 
or fill in the blank in my life in the name of Jesus. And I plead the blood of Jesus over my life in Jesus name. The more you pray against these things, the more confident you will become in your speech and speaking out against them. They will leave from you little by little and watch as your thoughts begin to change. Number six, worship the Lord. I'm having a little bit of a hard time right now wondering why the Lord wants this to be number six. But I'm going to be obedient to what I believe is his voice and maybe he'll give clarity. Ah, yes, I see. Worship the Lord with music and exaltation. Proclaim to him that he is Lord over everything. I said I see because indeed I do. This is the polar opposite of what you were doing in step five. Step five, you are renouncing your allegiance to one thing. And in step six, you are actively pledging your allegiance to the Most High God. Tell him how his Holy Spirit is welcoming your home, how he is welcoming your car, how he is welcoming your job, how he is welcoming your mind, how he is welcome in your heart. Even if there are areas in your life that you don't want him to have access to, tell him anyway. Because you know in your heart of hearts, you want him to be the ruler of your life. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him that you will serve him over pride, doubt, fear, anxiety, and depression. Number seven, put on the full armor of God. Finally, chapter be six, strong in the Lord 17 and in says, his mighty power. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. So that you can make your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this world's darkness, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground, and having done everything to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth fastened around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness arrayed, and with your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. I believe that by doing, I believe that by doing uh, steps, steps one, through, one six, through six, you are utilizing the majority, if not all of these. Even still, ask the Lord each day to guard your mind with the helmet of salvation, to guard your heart with the breastplate of righteousness, to combat doubt with the belt of truth, to give you peace as you stand firm on his promises, the very same promises that his death, burial, and resurrection gives to you, warding off every lie told to you with the shield of faith. Number eight, use the sword to fight. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. There are many scriptures that you can use to combat depression with throughout the day. I will list where they are. I have carefully selected them carefully so that selected you, might want, so you look, might want to look every, every one, one of them up. Them up. 
What I found helps me is writing them on post-its and reading them as I pray. You may want to get a Bible and highlight them throughout. Whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, just do it. Everything up until this point was defensive. This is offensive and the only form of offense you need. The word of God is literally described as a sword and it is that for a reason. Here are some very powerful scriptures you can read and meditate on throughout the day when you have a depressing thought. Um, for the sake of time and for the sake of you all getting into your word for yourselves and being able to highlight stuff yourselves and being able to read it out loud yourselves, um, I'll just tell you where it is. Um, so here they are. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 25 through 36. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 27. 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 17 through 22. Psalm chapter 9. Verse 9, Psalm 34, verses 18 and 19, Psalm 43, verse 5, Psalm 55, verse 22, Psalm 62, verse 5, Psalm 143, verse 7 and 8, Psalm 147, verse 3. Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. Isaiah 53, verse 4. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. James chapter 4, verse 10. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Step 9. Pray for your heart. Part 2. Thank the Lord for filling your heart with joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit. I say thank Him because these are things you already have in Him. Ask him to fill you with his spirit so that you can walk these things out. I'm so confident that if you pray this way, not only your mind, but your whole life will change. I can't wait to see what God does. I pray the same for for you as I'm praying for this person and as I'm partnering prayer with this person. And so as I'm trying to make it a good practice, why why not pray when this podcast is called I Pray This Helps? So let's pray. And we're just going to pray not from a script. There will probably be a lot of ums in what I'm praying in this moment, but just staying in agreement with me. If this is you and this is and if this has been you in the past or if this is someone that you know. Stand in agreement with me as I pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your son 
who has eradicated all evil on our behalf. We thank you for being able to walk in abundance of life and newness of life, how our minds can be renewed. Your word says, your word says, um, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And it says it goes on to say, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Lord, that you would continue to renew our minds in Christ Jesus, where your word also says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Make our minds like yours, Father God. We will not dwell on depression. We will not dwell on what we don't have. We will not dwell on who we are not in the natural. We will dwell on who you say that we are and not even on who you say that we are, but even more so on who you are, on the character of Christ, on the character of our Father, God. Thank you for your spirit. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for this strategy to pray. We pray that we will be diligent in praying to you as this stuff is being routed and rooted and eradicated from our lives. We put our trust in you. We don't put our trust in ourselves. That's what depression does. It it puts trust in self and it's downtrodden. And it causes us it causes us to be self loathing. It causes us to hate other people. It causes us to be bitter. We don't want any of these things. None of these things are for you. It takes our eyes off of you. Set our eyes back on you, Father God. We love you, we glorify you, and we praise you and we thank you in advance. It is in your precious son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning into another episode of I Pray This Helps. And I truly pray that it does. Until we meet again, grace and peace. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.